0: chapter 15 the book of Matthew Jesus said in verse 8 this people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips but their heart is far from me but in vain they do worship me teaching for doctrines the commandments of men now I'm going to show you the part of the shortest sermons ever been preached Jesus, Jesus even went to the trouble to call a bunch of people around, call a multitude of people. Verse 10 says, And he called the multitude, and said unto them, now listen closely, Jesus said to them, Hear and understand, verse 11, Not that which goeth into the mouth defileth a man, but that which cometh out of the mouth, this defileth a man. He turns around and walks off. Whatever shape and condition that you sat in that seat tonight, sitting there looking at me, that's exactly what you said yesterday. I don't mean yesterday Thursday I mean yesterday your past life it's a way of life with you now uh, take inventory of that if you're broke in your pocketbook if you're sick in your body if you're confused in your mind if you're in trouble and you know you are you're living in the result of what your mouth said yesterday tonight if you make up your mind, you can change and start tonight on the road of victory the road of victory everybody say victory Victory. you got to start sometime you might as well start and when you start getting on the road of victory and you change your mouth the whole world was framed by words that comes out of the mouth of God. Well, that's the same as you. You're not different from God. Your whole world is framed by words that comes out of your mouth. Your whole world is framed by that. My world is not framed by words that comes out of your mouth. It's framed by words that comes out of my mouth. That's the reason a lot of ministers. Has to beg for money all the time, continually, 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 continually. Because about half of their ministry is flaky. It's good, maybe a good ministry, but God didn't tell them to get into it. They just got into it because they wanted to, you know. Well, I can't go around the country. I can see a lot of ministries I don't have that's good, but God hadn't called me to do that. You understand? God hadn't called me to. Do what God's called you to do. So I don't know what God's called me to do well start doing the little things for God you'll find out what God called you to do God you, God will never mold you into the person he wants you to be until you start getting to the ministry of helps and the ministry of giving in your own church do you understand that you have to God has to trust you in the little things first he's not going to trust you with big things God's not going to give you a whole orphanage full of kids to feed, and yet because you don't have enough faith to feed them. I mean, you probably don't even feed one, much less a whole orphanage full. God's not going to give you thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of bills to meet. If he would have given me that responsibility 20 years ago, I could have done it. There's no way I could have done it. He he has to train you. He has to train you as you go along. Faith is built like a house he can give it to me now in fact I told him last year I said, Lord I wish you would I said I think my faith is this strong I said I think it is Jesus I wish you'd let me start a new church for you or build a new church for you every year for the rest of my life I said God I've got enough faith to get money for you to build a new church with and pay for it every year at least one a year and I just bought a, I just bought a Jewish synagogue in Daytona Beach and paid cash for it. I paid cash for it now I've already got more money accumulating. Then I could do that and I said I believe I said Lord I believe, that, I believe that my faith is strong enough to build a new sanctuary for you I'm not a pastor I said I'll just buy them and pay for them and let somebody else pastor my Bible school students or something you know if you show me where they're at what you want me to do I, but I asked him I said Lord because I prayed all night Christmas Eve night all night long I prayed all night Christmas Eve night and I told the Lord I said Lord Jesus uh, I was reading my Bible see about 1130 that night with my pajamas on and I just I was by myself I was reading the Bible why here come God just come in my room and just fill my room full of his presence and I broke began to weep so I started praying in tongues 15 to 6 the next morning Christmas morning I was still praying in tongues never had been to sleep and I wasn't even tired glory to God forever. You don't do, do, do that every night, but it just happened to me. It's one of those things that happened to me all of a sudden. I didn't know I was going to pray all night. When I picked up my Bible and started reading I didn't know I was going to pray all night. But the Spirit of God moved in on me so strong, I just started praying. And I got into a realm of prayer in His presence. It got so sweet, I just kept praying. Prayed all night. 50 to 6 the next morning. Glory to God. And I felt so good the next morning. Praise the Lord. Blessed be the name of Jesus forever. And I said, God, I'll do anything you want me to do. I said, God, I'm 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 shaped enough now. i still got some of my businesses, Lord. And I said, I don't have to have an offering, Lord, to, to go somewhere for you. I said, wherever I go, they always bless me with gifts to keep up my ministries, you know, and have an unbed mother's home and feed the poor kids and so forth, you know, feed the little orphaned kids and things like that. I said, But Jesus, I'll go I'll go to Paris, France for you if you want me to and buy my own plane ticket, and I'll just go pray for one person. If you know a demon possessed person somewhere, you want me to go pray for? I said I don't care what that. If you'll tell me where it is, I'll go do it. I just want you to know Jesus. My life belongs to you. I "I don't want to live no flaky life, you know. I said my life belongs to you, and I, I I believe that my faith is strong enough to build a church for you one one a year for the rest of my life. But I sure could have done it years ago. But you have to get your faith. But I can speak it into existence. Glory to God forever. You have to speak everything into existence if you just do that. God works with your words. The Holy Spirit works with your words. And if you speak words of victory, God will work to bring you victory. If you don't speak words of victory, then you'll there's a power that will take those words and work. they'll be working against you to damn you. Don't never tell anybody you're sick. Oh, I'm sick. I'm this, I'm this, I'm this. I know you are, honey. You said that right. You are. Start to request prayer and things like that, but I mean, don't, 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 don't call yourself sick. Don't call yourself broke. Don't call yourself weak. Don't call yourself sad. Don't call yourself lonely. Don't do that. Don't do that. The Lord said, "Those that are weak, let them say they are strong." Well, know this that works the same way for everything those that are sick let them say they are well by the stripes of Jesus have scripture in there when you're confessing something make sure you got don't just go around confessing things you have to have scripture for it my brother and sister those that are sad let them say I have joy unspeakable and full of glory and it won't be long until I come to them I have joy you say oh, some sad days but the well, don't accept sad days for sad spirits starts you get a hold of you someday and you're gonna have a day that's down and not up just say I bind you Satan in Jesus name and I command all confusing spirits, spirit go from me the joy of the Lord is mine thank you Lord because the joy of the Lord is mine the joy of the Lord is mine I said the joy of the Lord is mine Jesus, the joy of the Lord is mine. The joy of the Lord is mine. Do you feel like dancing? No, you make yourself dance. Do you feel like saying the joy of the Lord is mine? No, you make yourself say it. Jesus said the words that comes out of you will either give you victory or defile you. Or destroy you. They'll give you victory or they'll destroy you. Words that comes out of you. See, if you will confess victory that God has promised you in the Bible, if you will confess that, if you will confess that, the Holy Spirit will take those words and he'll get God in the picture and God will begin to work in your life. You don't have to feel God for him to work in your life. You've got to be kidding if you believe that. You just claim what's rightfully yours in Jesus' name because you're a born-again, blood-bought Christian and your name is in heaven, bless God forever. And with authority, God said, God said, come before the throne of God with boldness, not if you feel like it. Well, I don't feel like going before the throne of God today in boldness. I feel sad and I want to call up my neighbors and tell them and I want to wallow around in my sad, deep feelings. But, Brother Norville, the Lord... Knows my heart. I said, I know it, honey. He knows your mind, too, and he knows you're stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Brother Nova, you. (laughs) I never had nobody talk to me like you do. (laughs) I said, but you're going to get victory before I leave this house. I'm not going to leave you having a pity party in the world of sadness jerk out of there and jerk him up with the, from the chair and says let's walk and walk and sing a song together run around the house if you have to run I said they go hoo, hoo, yeah 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 <laughs> next three or four trips do you feel any better a little bit let's go <laughs> time to get through They're shouting I've took people that was totally dying and I mean no hope for them, man. And take them by their hand and just march. I mean hours, march. Jesus name your heal. Jesus name your heal. And all of a sudden God's power would him in the middle of the floor and I'd heal 'em right in front of me and they'd run off. <laughs> Do you know if you walk the floor long enough and confess with your mouth that Jesus is your healer, that he'll come and heal you? Oh, he will. He'll come and heal you. I guarantee you he'll come and heal you. Whatever you call Jesus, if it's scriptural, he'll become that to you. If you have a person in your family that dies, leaving a lonely spot, start calling, if it's a brother, start calling Jesus, Lord, you are the best brother that a person ever had. You are the best brother that a person ever had. And he'll fill that empty spot. Amen. I guarantee you, he'll fill that empty spot. Jesus said, "Those words that comes out of you will defile you." It's not the words that goes into you that destroys a man; it's the words that comes out of you that destroys a man. Your world is totally framed by the words that you say. Your world is framed, my brother and sister. Blessed be the name of Jesus forever. All right, turn with me to Mark chapter 5. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be his holy name. How do you look towards Jesus for your children? Did you know you can get a healing for your, your own children? Somebody else is there. They're, they're responsible. Every parent is responsible for their own children. Notice chapter 5, verse 22. Notice now the words that come out of a person's mouth and how the Lord Jesus responds. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet. Now that's the first thing. Remember what Wayne told you last night? I tell people like that all the time come and bow down before God and you'll find great favor with God it's called humbling yourself before the Lord the Bible said he that humbleth himself before God finds great favor with God first time he fell at his feet verse 23 and besought him greatly saying my little daughter lieth at the point of death I pray thee come and lay thy hands on her that she may be healed And she shall live now you might ask yourself a question why did god find so much favor in that statement because the man came and hunted him down first of all he bowed down before god and then he said with his mouth when he when he said come and lay thy hands on her see laying on of hands is a doctrine of the church every time you obey a doctrine of the church you please god big everybody say big. big See, I said every time that you obey a doctrine of the church, that God said in the doctrine of the church, you please God big. And laying out of hands is a doctrine of the church. God said for you to lay hands on people. The last 11 words that Jesus spoke on the earth before he went back to heaven, up to the air in the book of Mark, he said, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Whoosh! through the air and all of a sudden a couple of men in white apparel standing there and told the people why do you stand here gazing up to him for it'll be just like he said everything he said that's the way it'll be he will come again just like he said other words, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Everything he said, that's what he'll do. And he'll pray to the Father, another comfort will come. just exactly like you said, honey, it won't be no difference. Just exactly like you said. You don't have to hunt and dig for victory. just believe what Jesus said. And you'll get victory it'll be yours it's all for free make up your mind that he knows everything and you don't know anything says what he tell you say what he tells you to say and victory will be yours lay thy hands on my daughter and she shall live and she's at the point of death well as you know Jesus went with him and she died while they're on the way and the Lord said, That's okay, says she just she's sleeping, she's not dead. Now you said, well, that's a Florida lie. That that is a lie. If I ever heard one of my life people tell me, it says, Now now she was already dead before the man ever left the house. Then Jesus said, She's not dead. I said, Well that's right. She wasn't dead. Yeah, but people says, No, but she was dead. The man said, Don't bother the master no more, she was dead she's dead don't bother him no more but jesus said that she's not dead she sleepeth but she was dead well you say isn't that telling a lie well it's telling a florida lie If you're a natural person living in the natural world, it would be a natural lie in the courtroom that would be a lie. But you have to understand this. When you got born again by the Spirit of God, your name was written in heaven. And in heaven, there is no death. In heaven, there is no sickness. And Jesus came from heaven, and he was speaking eternal things. He doesn't speak fleshly things. He speaks eternal things. And see where he come from see there is no death and he knew that he knew that he raised her from, that he'd raised her from the death of flesh but see and also Romans four seventeen, you have to understand with your mouth you have a right to call those things that be not as though they were we sponsor a black boy over in Africa missionary that has several churches he preaches to all of his churches once a month he has a bunch of little teeny churches that he started little teeny churches when they all come together on a Sunday afternoon once a month he has about 1600 people but he got several churches I said son how'd you get saved no you're not ready for this Now here's a little black boy in Africa with no money. None. Africa, that's a long ways off. He said, Well, Brother Norville, I was going to this church. I'd got saved and given my life to Jesus. And I'd heard about Christ for the Nations in America, a place where. Kids can come from different nations of the world and study about God. I'd heard about Christ for the nations. He said, There was a new convert in our church. He said, Of course, we got people saved all the time. He said, I was just a teenager. Like he's like 16 or 17 in the church. But I'd gotten saved and given my life to the Lord. he said this man and his little boy would walk to church they lived about five miles away from the church they walked to church the little boy would even sing songs for Jesus he was seven years old The little teeny boy was seven years old he'd get up and sing he'd sing songs for Jesus and tell people about Jesus seven years old I don't know something happened one Sunday that the man came by himself walked five miles to church he was a new convert himself just been saved a few months not very long and a man walked five miles to the church come in during church service and walked over to him in church service and said to him mr. so-and-so I come to tell you that your little boy seven years old is dead Something happened. He died. He was in the hospital when I left, but they'd already they'd already pronounced him dead. The undertaker was coming to get him. So he gets up. This young boy said, "I saw the man." Get up and announced at the church. He said, "Pastor, can I interrupt you?" This man's come from my village, and he says that my little son, seven years old, is dead. You know the one who comes to church here with me. He said, "Y'all preach all the time about Jesus raising people from the dead." He said, "I want to pray until God comes." Now, this is the Father speaking. You understand that? That's the reason things like that happen because this is the Father speaking, not a bunch of Christians speaking, and without the, without the parents, the parents. The parents the parents the parents needs to lead the group the parents needs to want it God does the work but the parents needs to want it and the father said you preaching to this Jesus about raising from the dead and he'll do anything for people that he loves them well, I know he loves my little boy because my little boy sings to him all the time he said Do you fellows believe what you preach? And the pastor said, Yes, we do. He said, Well do you mind if some of the elders of the church and some of us men go and pray and walk to my village and pray for my son? God would raise him from the dead. The pastor said, Well, that'd be all right. Do you want to do that? He said, Yeah. He said, Well, you're the father, we'll go along with you. Do you want us to do that? He said, Yeah, I want you to do it. And I'll go with you and pray. So they picked five men. I mean they picked four men. And this young 17-year-old kid, he asked him if he could go with him, and he says, oh, yeah. So they walked five miles to that town. Well, my, by the time they got there, the little boy's body was in the undertaker place, and in the in a, in a refrigerated room, in a, in a drawer. Already, they put him in a drawer and push him in the wall like this. They go to the hospital, and they said, well, his body's already been taken over to the coroner's office over the place. So they, took, they went over there. And all the five men from the church just walked in in agreement you know you, you want you want to know why God comes and does something it's because you make up your mind that your faith is not going to work part-time they made up their mind they made up their mind before they went in there all of them we're going to pray until God comes do you fellows understand that See, most of you sitting here don't know anything about that kind of faith. You don't even know anything about what I'm talking about. We're going to pray until God comes. We can't make God do anything, but we're just going to pray until God comes, and we're just going to claim it. So they just walk in, go over to the drawer. His name is right here. His daddy said, let's get his body out. They pulled the drawer open, got the little boy's body out, took it over, and laid it on a cot there all five men of the church got around the cot and they began to pray ask God to touch the boy and bring it back to life again the father let the God know I want my son and you're the same God now as you are in the Bible Jesus you never attended a funeral in the Bible and I don't intend for you to attend one today you've never changed the Bible says what I do for one I'll do for the other and they prayed this is where the American church would fail because they don't know anything about it if you get too far out the churches in America if you get too far out of teaching faith they want to make fun of you that's the reason they're so sick if you will teach on prosperity they make fun of you well I don't know about you know always remember the guy that says that he couldn't buy himself out of a paper bag and he never will be able to either if you don't want to learn what God says in the Bible about anything you've gone as far as you can go with God you better keep yourself open to what God says not what I say God didn't call you to follow men but you better keep yourself open to the Jesus there is in the Bible well let me ask you a question did Jesus raise the dead in the Bible or didn't he did he heal people in the Bible or didn't he? So they got around there, prayed, and in the ninth hour, hours, yeah, in the ninth hour of prayer, just all of a sudden, just as cold as he ever was, in the ninth hour of prayer, all of a sudden, just all of a sudden and always remember this that's what happens with everything all of a sudden god approves of your approach to him and he stamps it granted he approves of what you're doing the little boy's body began to turn warm and he sneezed and raised up and said daddy Daddy, 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 Daddy! Brother Normal, the next time we have a child to die, we're going to call you. Pray yourself, you old lazy thing. Don't call me. Pray yourself. Always remember this anything that i can get god to do you can get god to do it the gospel is not written for some people you got to be a half idiot to believe that the gospel is not written for some people god will hear you as much as you hear those men or me or anybody else the gospel is free and it's free for you and it's free for the asking you can have whatever you say Go <laughs> we'll, we'll get the rest of the kids and bring them in here And the little girl, she said it like she meant it. Amen. You gotta watch them short amens they don't mean nothing. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I notice verse twenty-four. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, but was nothing better, but rather grew worse. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his clothes, for she said, For she said, You better say something to God yourself if you want victory for she said if I may touch but his clothes I shall be whole all you have to do is work my faith I shall go to church this morning Sunday morning and I shall go down front and I shall kneel before God and I shall turn my face toward him and I shall say Jesus you are healing me now because it's free for the church. Healing is a gift of the Spirit to the church, and the Holy Spirit lives in me. Jesus, thank you for healing me now. Faith is right now. Amen. it's the best way in the world to get your disease to disappear. Make up your own mind. And Brother Wayne gives all her call this morning. I'm going to flat get up out of my seat, and I'm going go to go down and bow down before God. And I'm gonna give this dumb thing over to him that's making me suffer and miserable and I'm gonna claim it for myself because Jesus is my healer and all the way down front say Jesus is my healer and the bolder you say it the better God likes it the bolder you say it the better God likes it sometimes God don't listen to real weak squeaky voices (laughs) and I know Jesus you can heal people oh Jesus you can heal oh brother God said come before the throne of God with boldness and claim what's rightfully yours blessed be the name of Jesus for she said if I may touch his garments I shall be whole and straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague glory to God forever and she was healed of that plague and Jesus immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him turned him about in the press and said who touched my clothes and his disciples said unto him thou seest the multitude and sayest thou who touched me and he looked around about to see her that had done this thing but the woman fearing and trembling knowing what was done in her came and fell down before him And told him all the truth. And he said unto her, Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and behold of thy plague. You know why her faith made her whole? Because her faith had a voice. Faith has a voice. A voice of victory. Silent faith don't work. God watches your faith and listens for your faith. The Bible says that God watches your faith and He listens to your faith. To faith, faith has two ingredients to make it a reality and to bring victory to you. Faith has a voice and faith has action. Everybody say, Faith has a voice. Faith has a voice. And faith has action. Faith has action. And brings me victory. And brings me victory. Everybody say, faith. faith without a voice. And without action action, is dead. dead. It is totally dead. It's amazing what the Word of God will do when you have faith in it. Now if you're about to leave, don't leave, just a few more minutes, then I'll let you leave because you need to hear this. There was something the Holy Ghost told me last night. He wanted me to minister to you tonight this, about concerning your mouth. I was in Kentucky one time holding a seminar just like this in Dr. Parrish's church Dr. Parrish was raised as a doctor he's the only human I've met is a double doctor two doctor degrees he's a double doctor the way Dr. Parrish he's a, a double doctor a double Southern Baptist doctor and the way he got the way Dr. Parrish got into a full gospel movement they come to town put up a tent Wayne dr parish went and sat in the tent full gospel tent if you please he was just sitting there minding his own business wondering why great and mighty things was not was not happening in his church most of them do you know most of them love the lord good men love the lord but live a life of wondering why God don't come every Sunday morning and do great things in the church and become why Jesus don't step out of the New Testament and cause the lame to walk and the blind to see. But he don't. He don't ever do it. Not there he don't. You understand that? Why don't he? Well because of your planned doctrine services. Who plans them? Well you're about to find out. Dr. Parish was sitting in the full gospel tent. The thing that shook him up so bad he couldn't stand it. So he started praying and seeking the Lord. When he started seeking the Lord he found out reality. God started manifesting himself to Dr. Parrish. Like he's taught at my Bible school two weeks ago. He comes down usually every year and teaches for a week at the Bible school. He likes to come and teach the Bible school students. He has the full gospel church now in Kentucky that's bigger than the town there's more people come to his church than lives in the city can you believe that they come from everywhere we sit in the full gospel tent. and the full gospel pastor you know these full gospel Pentecostal evangelists if they're wild enough to get a tent and go from town to town they're wild enough to do anything cast out devils or whatever don't ever make a fun of full gospel tent. You see, sitting on the side of the road. Stop and give them an offering. Stop and give them a $10, $20, $50 bill, 100 dollars or something. Two or three or two, Stop and give them a gift, if you want God to bless you. Because uh, God probably brought him there to get two or three people set free. And maybe more. But he was sitting there anyway, and there's a demon-possessed boy, and that evangelist come down and begin to work with that demon-possessed person. Come out of him in Jesus' name. So the demon-possessed person jumped up, looked over to Dr. Parrish, the the demon-possessed person looked over to Dr. Parrish and said, I am, I am the spirit over Baptist doctrines and I planned your service last Sunday. Oh, that'll that'll put wings on your doctor's degree. <laughs> Doctor Parish told me he said, I knew somebody planned it, it wasn't God. Cause nothing ever was happening to speak of, you know. Well, a little bit, you know. You know how God is. He'll bless you all He can. Well, He will. He'll bless you all He can. He wants to bless you out of your socks, but He'll bless you all He can. He began to seek God. Went down to this town in Kentucky and taught, I believe He said, 13 people by special invitation. And God said, stay here and build a church. So He stayed there and built a church. This was, must have been, oh, I don't know, probably 10 years ago. I went and held him a seminar. I've been there probably four or five times. I went and held him a seminar. I'd been there about two days. I think it's a three-day seminar just like this. I'd been there, I believe it was two nights. Then one morning where I was staying, my phone rang and I said, Hello. Dr. Parrish's wife, she says, Brother Norville, she said, Did you have a good night? I said, Yes, I did. She said, uh, Dr. Parrish would like to speak to you for a minute. And she told me a little bit about it, you know. She said, we have a young man at the church, Brother Norville, from our church. Uh, he's supposed to have been dead last night. He's in intensive care over in the hospital. And he's supposed to have been dead the last three nights. But last night, they said the doctor said he'd just stop breathing any time because he only breathes every once in a while. He's a real young fellow, about 21 years old. And said... Me and the doctor doctor got to to talk at this morning at breakfast table. And Brother Norville, I just said to the doctor, I said, You know, honey, uh, the way Brother Norville teaches the Bible, said he might be able to help that boy. I called the hospital this morning. He didn't die last night. He was supposed to die last night, though. I said he's still breathing every once in a while. And I think the doctor wants to talk to you. I said well okay i'll help him again so dr Parrish got the phone he says brother norville he expanded a little bit upon it he said would you be willing if i come and pick you up to go over to the hospital with me and pray for this boy he said we just sit and listen you teach the bible you know every night and he just you know the holy ghost might possibly use you to help that boy i said well i don't know if you will or not but i said you know he could I said i'll be willing to go pray for him if you want to we'll go we'll go lay hands on him and agree he said all right i'll pick you up so we picked him up we went up at the intensive care department right outside the intensive care door there was some booths out there and they had on against the wall and tables like things you know and and so you people sitting around at the tables we got off the elevator dr paris says now those people sitting over there that's his mother and father some of his brothers and sisters And all of them sitting over like this. Been sitting there all night long. Sad, lonely looking. I lost a brother at 19 years old. I know exactly how they felt. It's a sad, lonely time to watch your own brother die at 19, two o'clock in the morning. I watched mine take his last breath. It's a sad, lonely time in your life. So we, Dr. Parrish spoke to the family and said, I'm going to go in here. This is for the Noble Hayes, holding a meeting at our church. I thought I'd see if the nurse would let us pray for him. She said, okay, doctor, thank you for coming. I don't know if she'll let you in or not. So he went to the door and he pushed this little button or something, you know, the nurse, special nurse, came to the door over the intensive care department. He said, I'm Dr. Parrish. I'm told his name. I'm his pastor. This is Brother Norval Hayes that's holding a seminar at our church. And I brought him over here. We just wanted to say a little prayer for him. He said, she says, well, I'm not supposed to let nobody in except his father. She said, now, his wife stays in there all the time. The side of his bed but I'm not supposed to let anybody in except his father and mother now listen to this he is so bad that his brothers and sisters can't even come in the room his father and mother can only stay two minutes at a time after time them. two minutes they come in look at him he's just breathing every once in a while the doctors told us yesterday the lights night would be the last night that he just he's only breathing every once in a while and he just stopped breathing and that'll be it he said well since i'm his pastor and we have a special speaker at our church we just want to come up and say a prayer for him she said he said couldn't, couldn't you let us in just to say a prayer for him and she says okay since you're his pastor i'll let you in i'll let you in dr Parr. she knew him. she said i'll let you in for two minutes I'll get this in favor for two minutes you only got two minutes so I got strict orders from the doctor only two minutes he said okay so we went on in now i would never seen a human being like that in my life did you ever see a human being just breathing every once in a while I, that's strange man to see a human being breathe every once in a while I mean he didn't of course now he, he was totally gone you know his little wife was sitting there, looked like she's about 19, 20 years old, with her head down like this, you know. Just sitting there, waiting for the last breath. And he was there, they had this stuff on him. He'd breathe like this. When he would inhale, he'd go, Oh. you'd wait and wait and you'd wait and wait and wait a little while then his lips would kind of flirt and he'd go Then you'd think that's the last one then he'd go Doctor Perry said, let's just pray. He said, you get up here. up here I'll stand at the foot of the bed. You get up here, pray. So he reached out and touched him gently. He just said a sweet little prayer for about a minute or so, you know, just a prayer of agreement. Jesus' name for the Holy Spirit to help him. The Bible, listen closely. The Bible said if two or more Touching anything asking agreeing it shall be done Now listen closely all depends on what kind of prayer you pray we, we touched him and agreed and asked the father in Jesus name that the Holy Spirit would help him and his healing power go through him and the Holy Spirit would help him Well, the Lord says if you do that it shall be done. But I think many people die because people are not sensitive to the Holy Spirit. They don't, they don't even know what he says. I know I've missed God a lot of times. I haven't missed him every time but I missed him a lot of times. The Lord tried to get me to get the McDonald franchise 25 years ago in my hometown and I didn't do it. Now I had a buddy that got it in his hometown. He had to borrow the money to get the first McDonald franchise. It cost thirty-five thousand dollars in those days for the building equipment and all—thirty-five thousand. And my buddy borrowed the money and put up one McDonald's. And now, then, he owns sixteen McDonald's. Every every story has got this over a million dollars worth a year, except one. Every time I pass McDonald's. In my hometown, I say, "Norval Hayes, big dummy." <laughs> but if you don't pick up at the time, the Lord wants you to do something, you miss the Lord. See, I mean, knowing me, I've I've been in the restaurant. I've had, I've invested money in restaurants. I've got two now, and I've had one for 25 years, and I could have had, knowing me, I could have had 20 McDonald's by now. And my buddy told me, he says, normal out of my sixteen McDonald's, he said, you, you cannot believe he 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 lives in the governor's mansion. He, he he just bought the thing. He's owned it for several years. He bought the governor's mansion. And he said, I make so much money I have no earthly idea what to do with it. Can you imagine owning sixteen McDonald's? One McDonald's will make you a millionaire. Just in a couple of three years. Two, three years, two, three or four years, you make you a millionaire. Sixteen of them? you got to be kidding. He said, I don't even know what to do with all the money. I said, well, God will show you. He has a whole herd of lawyers and advisors and stuff every day. They work in the office to tell him what to do with his money. And full-time accountants try to figure out what to do with all this money. That's a good problem to have when you're spirit-filled. <laughs> him and his wife, spirit-filled, never lost a victory either, brother. I mean, they're still spirit-filled, just as sweet as they can be. Just as sweet as they can be. I've missed God a lot of times in my life, but I haven't missed Him every time. I've hit part of the time. This time I hit. Not only in finance, but I hit in His bed. This boy's behind. We got through praying for him. Doctor Parrish walked out. We walked out very quietly and gently. We walked out like this. Doctor Parrish, oh, said, so we'll go down. I said, Okay. And he walked out. Turned, turned right at the foot of the bed, and he's already to- down, to- down towards the foot. And the open doors right over there. And so I'm walking out like this right here, and his wife sitting here, you know, and said, I got to the foot of the bed like this. I got to the foot of the bed, and the Spirit of God that lives in my belly said to me, just as plain as I'm talking to you, said to me, just as sweetly and kindly. Listen closely. He said, Mark eleven, twenty-three. Now, I want you and your son to listen to this. Listen real close. The Holy Spirit said to me just as plain that Mark eleven twenty three would heal him if it was obeyed. Now write that down. Try it on for size. Amen. Mark eleven twenty three 23 would heal him if it was obeyed. The Bible never helps you 15 cents worth of nothing until it's obeyed. And you know. All of heaven's blessing you can ever need or stand on this earth is promised you in the Bible. And if you obey it, you get it. I mean, right now. But if you don't obey it, then you do your own thing. Now, always remember this. God does not turn against you because you fail to obey His Word. He does not turn against you because you fail to obey His Word. He just do not give it to you. You understand that? But Jesus loves you if you never obey James five fourteen fifteen, if you don't never look at a bottle of oil the rest of your life, Jesus loves you. But if you would anoint somebody with oil in the name of the Lord Jesus, and say with your mouth when you do it, according to James five fourteen and fifteen, I anoint my brother with oil in the name of the Lord Jesus, and I want to thank you, Lord, for your healing power, raising him up off of this deathbed. And make it him ever withhold in Jesus' name. And it says the elders of the church, more than one, agree, do that. But you have to understand the person needs to believe it themselves. That's the reason God says, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. The sick's supposed to call, not somebody for you. You start to for somebody. Brother Noel, would you come over and pray for so and so? I says, What about them calling? Do they want me to come? Well, I think they do. I said, no, I'm not coming. No. Uh-uh. Forget that. You can't invade somebody's home with the gospel. You might as well forget it. It won't work for you. It just don't work. If they'll believe themselves, it'll work. If they'll believe themselves. And thank God sometimes you you might get there and start giving them a sales talk and preaching the gospel to them for a long time get them to believe it and sometimes you get them built up and lay hands on them in Jesus name and God perform a miracle for them right then. Amen. Every case is different, you know what I mean? And so when the Lord said that to me, now listen to what he said. Mark 11:23 would heal him. Now he don't even have one chance in 10 million to live. Not even one chance in 10 million. You know, if he had one chance in 10 million, it'd be a little bit. But he don't even have one chance in 10 million to live. Not one chance. How in the world do you get a person like that healed? Well, I can guarantee you right now, you don't know. And I don't either. But I knew, and listen closely, this is what helps you by knowing some scriptures. I don't know all the scriptures, but I know some of them. I knew the contents of that verse and exactly what was in there. And that verse plainly says Mark 11:23 turn there. Turn to Mark 11:23. Yeah. I know what it says. Mark 11:23 That verse of Scripture says this, and that's Jesus talking to you. "Verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea. It shall be done for him. In other words, (laughs) those things that you say, if you believe that those things that you say shall come to pass, look, look what it says, If you believe that those things everybody say things Things. now listen closely church that's where it's at things covered him the boy on the deathbed because it says things those things that you say not thank hope or believe It says right there if you believe that those things that you say shall come to pass you shall have whatsoever you say you may have a bunch of bills you can't pay get to this altar right now Satan take your hand off of my money you do it not me for you you do it you do it If you need to be healed in your body, Jesus is healing me now. The Lord is healing me now. Confess your healing. You confess it. You confess it. Jesus said you can have whatever you say. You can have whatever you say. Jesus said you can have whatever you say. Is your children lost out there? Don't let your children go to hell. Now. Come up here and say, My Just children will now. never go to hell. My brother delivers right now. My he children will never go to hell. Jesus is saving die. my children. I will. Jesus, Jesus, not is not Jesus is healing me now. The Lord God Almighty 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 is healing me now. I say that I am healed and not sick. I say I am well and not sick. Say it out loud. Say it out loud. I am well. I am healthy. I am healthy. I'm not sick. I have a right to call those things that be not as though they were. You belong to God, honey. Speak it out, little darling.
1: That's
0: right. Tell God what you want. Claim it for yourself. Say it out loud. Say it out loud. Say it out loud. Say it out loud. Jesus is healing me. That's right. She'll live and not die. The Lord is healing her now. I will live and not die. The Lord is healing me now. I will live and not die. The Lord God is healing me now. I will live and not die. The Lord is healing me now. I will pay my bills. The money will come in for me to pay my bills. God will send me the money to pay my bills. God will send me the money to pay my bills. I will live and not die. No disease will kill me. Cancer, you can't kill me, you're a liar. Cancer, you can't kill me. The Lord God is healing me. Jesus is healing me now. The Lord Jesus is healing me now. The Lord Jesus is healing me now. The Lord Jesus is healing me now. Right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come right over here. Y'all come up here. Come confessing victory. Open up your mouth and say something. Open up your mouth and say something. Open up your mouth and say something. Say what you mean. Say victory. Say victory. Speak life upon yourself. Speak life upon yourself. Speak life upon yourself. Speak life upon yourself. Speak victory into your life. Speak life upon yourself. Speak life upon yourself. Speak life upon yourself. Speak it on yourself. Victory! Victory! Get all the, you. all the doubt out of you! Remove all the doubt out of you! Remove all the doubt out of you! Speak victory in Jesus' name! Victory! Victory! In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ! Victory! Victory! Victory in Jesus' name! Victory! Victory! Victory, victory in Jesus' name! Total victory! In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ! Victory! DBack Speak victory in Jesus' name. 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 Speak it. Speak it yourself. Speak it yourself. Speak it. Huh? Speak it. That's it. Right. Speak it, honey. Speak it. Continually all the time. Continually speak it all the time. 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 Speak victory yourself. Know who you are in Christ Jesus.